This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um... Thank you for listening. Um, just quickly, I'm, I'm going to do this now because when I speak to people and I go, oh, did you hear that on the pod at the end? And it's at the end, they always go, oh, I didn't listen to that far. And I would never listen to a full pod. So just quickly, thanks for everyone for listening. Um, um, we we had the, um, what was it done? The third highest listens in all in the first day in the first, out of all the 70 odd episodes we've done. So yeah. uh, we always say misery does love company. So great. Um for us but um but yeah thanks for <laughs> listening and um we'll crack on anyway um on the pod we've got duncan mccready how are you i'm very very good really positive this week because i actually saw us play some football uh, <laughs> rather than the dross we were playing under ainsworth i actually saw some fairly good styles of play like kenneth powell's an inverted kind of midfielder oh it was lovely to see Long, bring it on, Marty. You haven't stopped smiling since he's gone. I know, I'm really bad. Like, I loved Ainsworth as a player, but (laughs) as a manager, I didn't want him at the start, and I'm happy he's gone. Chris, you all right, mate? I'm very well, lads. I'm uh, like a regular now, mate. Like a regular, I am. Yeah, firm, uh, firm place in the starting, the starting four. Um, I'm just so shocked. I think this might be been on here a lot, but this might be the first time I've ever seen Dunk so positive. <laughs> <laughs> you could be the most positive person in your work, like day to day family life. So, but... Normally, yeah. I am. I'm normally like the annoying one. He just won't stop like b- bouncing around. I've got like adult ADHD. Normally, Ainsworth most... just made me miserable. Yeah. Um, welcome back, Matt Jarrett. How are you, mate? It's been a while. It's been a long time, isn't it? Thanks for coming back on. Yeah. Okay? yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, but thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. Um, feeling a lot more positive in recent weeks. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what, you know, see what the next couple of results will be under this new manager. I'm looking forward to it. Just quickly then, obviously you've not been on for a, for a long time. Well, since Ainsworth's been, been 
manager. What, what, just give us a brief little. What was your take on the situation and and and, and um, obviously the change was needed. What were your views on it? Yeah, it had to be done. Really, um, I think he has. You know, I think towards the end of last season, he was banging on about. You know, let me have a preseason. Let me get. Let me try and get a squad together to, you know, potentially have a good season. And at the end of the day, it didn't deliver. Um, we had no patterns of play. We had, um, we had players that weren't in the right positions. Uh, just there wasn't create many create chances. It was just a really really poor all around. And it something had to happen. We had no identity, no, no style of play overall. And I just felt. We were the underdog in most games. Um, you know, most recently, I remember the West Brom game where we sat back for, until we got a man sent off. It was like, you know, West Brom went up, it's special. Um, I thought, let's just go out this team. And West Brom was struggling as well at the time. So I thought, you know, this is really poor, poor tactics. And we got what we deserved in the end. And, you know, on Saturday, we see a brave manager who can <laughs> go for a win. And, yeah. You can see the difference already. Was it? Was there a point? Just quickly, was there a point that you thought that's enough with Ainsworth? Was I wondered what game it was, or at what point you thought, hang on, that we need to get rid of? Um, for me, it was the Blackburn game. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a prime opportunity to make a decision. Uh, you know, two weeks of an international break to uh, try and get someone in, and he has time to, you know. The squad that try and get his ideas in, but instead we give him a few, few more games. I think we've wasted two more games, and then we're in a situation where we've had to get someone else um, to basically have two free days to prepare for Rotherham away, which wasn't ideal. And uh, yeah, I just felt the club should have done it a lot sooner, and I think we might have been in a much better, uh, much better position in the table as we are in now. I think in my personal opinion. Yeah. I think and sorry, we'll probably go on to to Fuentes in a minute, but um I it's something to do with he wanted I think we were after him, weren't we? And he wanted to wait until the end of the Swedish season or or, or close as he could. And um and I just I, we've said it in the last pod, but I'm even more convinced that all these commercial deals that we've done on the hairdryer and the stands and all sorts, <laughs> wherever we can find it. I'm, I'm convinced it's got something to do with I think his buyout clause was was Lost for worse, it's like 300,000 or something. Um, so, um, so I just, I'm convinced that something we, we've we've, had, we've got them a bit earlier and it's cost us a bit of money, but we it looks like it had to be done. But, um, hey, we'll get on to him in a minute. Um, Chris, so Rotherham, I think we were expecting um, a different style, a more passing, fluid um, style of play, which we certainly got. Um, what, what was your take on the game? I guess overall, just, I mean, Dunk's kind of alluded to it, just very happy to see some decent football be played. I think first half, first half, there were showings of it. I wouldn't say we were brilliant first half by any means. Um, We didn't, we honestly created very little. There was one chair shot where he like cut in after a great ball from Cannon. You always felt it wasn't going in, but it was like, okay, that's a positive, positive sign. Apart from that, we didn't really create anything, but kept the ball fine, looked a lot more comfortable on it, weren't giving it away after two passes. So it was kind of a almost a 45 minutes to play ourselves 
into the game and kind of remind the players, look, you can keep the ball. Like you are, you are good technical players who want the ball. This is what you've got to do. A few patterns of play. And then, well, I guess given our current run, it was also an element of that don't concede first half. Um, not that he would have, as a manager, he would have, wouldn't have had that attitude. You can tell by all of his interviews, especially the one at the end where someone said, oh, are you happy? Are you basically happy that you got a draw and stopped the losing rot? And he's like, no, like, I'm not happy with a draw. I want to win. Um, we felt we created the chances to win. It was like, that is very refreshing to hear. Um, I guess the point is, if that was Ainsworth, he would have been like, no, I am happy to have drawn a game. But that's because he, as a manager, he lost six in a row. The Fuentes hasn't, so that's a difference. But yeah, just overall a lot more positive to see. I don't, did the players feel as if they were happier on the ball? I'm sure they were. Um, so that was a good one. Do we think, um, Doug, that it being Rotherham helped that? And it was, I think I put it in the group, they would, it felt to me like it was a perfect game to have the ball because Rotherham probably wouldn't have wanted the ball anyway. Sort of, if you like, Ainsworth-esque, like that they were happy to not have it and just hit balls in the box and log up to Hugo and, and sit in and defend. Um, it felt like, my question is, would we have had a lot of the ball if Gareth Ainsworth was still in charge anyway? I, I, we did have a lot of the ball, and it's what we did with it. But do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Not very well. Um, I think I think I know what you're trying to say. Um, but I think with, if we still had Ainsworth, I think it would have been like a dire kind of nil-nil. Neither team wanting the ball, neither team really creating much. I feel like, as because especially away under Ainsworth, we were like a counter-attacking team. But Rotherham... Like we're trying to do that to us as well, so it kind of didn't wouldn't have worked. Like it would have been who wants the ball? None of us. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, um, but I think for opponents, I don't necessarily think it was like the easiest game for um, Sefuentes to come into because it was a six pointer almost. I feel like if he'd come in for the Leicester game, it was that's like a free hit. You can try and get your style of play done. No one's expecting anything against Leicester. And then we we could have been a bit more prepared for Rotherham. I feel like it was almost like he wants to have this style of play, but it was almost like Chris said, cagey first half. We don't want to give anything away because I think he knew how vital it was not to lose. Because if we'd lost, then I really don't see how our season would be kind of <laughs> panning out after, what, 12, 13 games. Um, Matt, bring you in here, mate. What, what, what? Obviously, what was the biggest differences between the two styles that you noticed watching the game? Or between Ainsworth and Sabuentes? Yeah. Um, just creating more chances. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it would have been a concern if we didn't create more chances than we did under Ainsworth. I think with Ainsworth, I think we was almost trying to force it, you know. We didn't have that final pass. We was almost... Crossing for crossing's sake, wasn't really aiming for anyone. So I think with Sabuentes, I think you can see the interchange between uh, Cherry and Powell a few times. Um, Duncan mentioned it where, you know, Powell in that inverted midfield area. I, I quite like him there. He can play there. And if, if he can play there more often, I think he could be a good weapon for us um, going forward. And yeah, just creating more chances in the future. And, and 
I can see us winning more games um, than than losing games in in, in the next coming months. I really see that. Kenneth Powell, I think, is going to really love this style of play. And he get, you know, I just think it will suit him. We'll get a better Kenneth Powell for sure. Um, I feel like the fullback situations. Obviously, Reggie Cannon, he looks a player, doesn't he? Um, really impressed with him. He looks really good on the ball. He looks, he looks like he's got a bit of attitude about him as well. Do you know what I mean? Like he's in for a tackle. And he's in, so with, with with them two at fullback, I feel like that he. Fuentes will be really happy with with, with with them to what they can do, which how they can suit his style. So that's good. Um, Dunk, you mentioned um, Dixon Bonner before the before oh. went live. Did you want to yeah. give a shout out? <laughs> what, what I don't understand is how he hasn't had minutes before. Like if he's like showing this in what two or three training sessions for Sifuentes, I know. Okay, granted, there wasn't many options for centre midfield. It was almost like he was going to play, but I felt like. He took his chance brilliantly. Like he did everything really simply. Like he got the ball, turned out, gave a simple pass, didn't rush it, didn't look nervous to be on the ball, wanted the ball. Everything you want him to do to keep it simple and to keep the game ticking over, he did. I think to come into a team under a new manager when you've not played very many minutes, I think that's probably the hardest thing to do is to do the easy stuff without trying to be too, okay, the new manager, I've got to play a worldy pass. I've got to try and hit a 50-yard diagonal that's going to split the defence. He just did everything really simple, kept the game ticking over, was unlucky not to score. Uh, I think, like, I was really impressed with him. I'll hopefully we'll see a bit more of him. I think the style of play seems to suit him as well, that being able to play, I think that's suited him. I don't know whether a game could bypass him and he'd get lost in it and it over the top. You know, when you miss out the midfield and it goes up and over, I don't know if it doesn't really suit him. Colback can sit in and do that fine, but I'm not too sure that, that, that suits him. What you mean, our Chris... defence playing long balls over to Paul Smith? Well, yeah, and then try to pick up the second balls and stuff like that. I'm not too sure that is what we get from him. Maybe he just saw an opportunity. Sometimes that's always the best way to find players, isn't it? It's, it's, it's to take opportunity, it's to take the opportunity. Um, I wonder what it will do next well, on Saturday, because with um, Dezel and Colback coming back, I'd, I wonder whether we'll stick with him. Yeah, I think, I think the fact Chair is suspended makes it more likely... If I was if I were Fuentes, I think I would have kept those two in midfield, Field and Dixon Bonner. Neither of them did anything wrong. Like That, that was his first 90 minutes for us. He did really well. Um... I don't think you'd look at them and be like, oh, no, you have to be dropped for anything else. He's he's already said, look, it's a clean slate for everybody. Everybody starts from now. I'm not... He's going to have thought about what they've done before, but maybe not massively. Um, but I guess then, could he play further forward and then Willock's more left, so then Dizel comes in? I don't... I think I think that's going to be a difficult position to fill, because again our options aren't aren't great, are they? Like Taylor Richards starting a game, not sure about that. Dizel coming in, one of them playing further up, possibly. Um, yeah, it's not very difficult. I think. Don't think, and I don't think you'd find everybody agree that, okay, that's the person who then fills that space, whatever it is. Um, you'd get people saying, right, Armstrong as a 10, Willock on the left, 
Others going, no. Well, you'd find someone saying give Taylor Richards a start. Others saying Dazelle. Others saying no, play Cole back and then Dixon Bonifer. Thought like, there's, well, I'd say there's lots of options. I'm kind of just throwing out random names <laughs> rather than not sure options <laughs> is the best word to describe it. Um, that doesn't uh, Marty in previous like obviously teams like playing with a free midfield free like a front free anyway. So maybe having with being without chair allows him to go back to his go to kind of formation with like a maybe a holding midfield with two kind of box to boxes a bit more can do the kind of pressing work and the possession based work. And then we've got yeah. Willock and Smith on the wings with Dykes. It's it's top. an issue though, isn't it? We have got Dykes. no goals in this team. <laughs> Whatsoever, like whatsoever, like, and the only one who probably has got a goal. I'm saying that he's only has scored goals, but Chair at least creates the chances. It's a worry where any goal is going to come from on Saturday. You, you mentioned Dykes. <laughs> I don't. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm really unclear, and I'm still unclear, and I've been unclear for a while. Exactly what? Why managers love him so much? Every manager has come in and. Praised him hugely, we've offered him a big new contract. And I just, I, I do not know. One of you lads can fill me in if any of you do, but I, I know he wins a lot of headers here and there, but he's, he's got no instinct whatsoever, has he? Um, or touch. I, I, I like a good question. Was who is it? Who, someone put a question somewhere I saw around who would you rather have, Jordan Hugel or, yeah, or Linda Dykes that, in your team? I put that in our group chat because I, me and Brad were watching the game together on Saturday and I asked, I said it to him while we were watching the game. And Hugel was just doing everything Dykes wasn't. Like, he bullied Jimmy Dunn. He was winning all the headers. He was getting flick-ons. He was bringing other players into play. Dykes, you'd get a ball, it would bounce off his toe. He'd hit him on the head. It would go nowhere. I just... I, for me, Hugel would be... I, I would pick Hugel over Dykes nine times out of ten. The problem is, is that he doesn't, he doesn't make the right runs. I think we've said this before haven't we, many times. But I just think there's bigger issues. There has been bigger issues in the team. But I, ju I just don't know. He's going to score the odd header here and there, the odd penalty maybe, um, which, by the way, we never get. It was last time we had a penalty. Um, but I just, I watch him and just like, what are you... And when he does get a bit of time and a bit of space, we go, go on, you know you do that, go on. And it's just like hit free of his foot and it's gone the other way. And, he, oh, and then he foul, he'll yeah. foul someone. I thought it was quite Yeah, he seems to be good at the first time. Sorry, go ahead. Go, ahead. No, no, go, go on, Matt, you go ahead. Um, no, it seems to me he seems to be good at the first time finishes, where he, he doesn't have much time to think about it. He seems yeah. to finish them. But when he has time to take a touch and finish, he seems to rush it. Like, I remember the the, the goal he scored against Swansea a few years back, we hit it first time. Um, the header he scored this season, where he nearly edge of the box, it was a fantastic header. He didn't have much time to think about it, he just went for it. But when he did the miss against Cardiff, I think it was last season, where it was like two yards out, and he had so much time to think about it, he missed it. So I think when he has, he doesn't have much time to think about it, he just finishes. So he's a weird My, my issue is, but he's never in the right place. He's never in that right place enough to be able yes. to be that. To, 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 he's just never there. Like sometimes, I don't know, it just That's frustrates the, me. The we haven't got a lot of goals, guys. We, we haven't got. Go on. Is, is obviously Charlie Kelman was on for, what, 10, 15 minutes? And he had that chance where he kind of got his toe to it, but the defender was, on the, like, was with him as well because he was in the right area. He knew where the ball was going to be cut back from chair. Like, Charlie Kelvin knows what runs to make 
but he just doesn't seem to be able to do it for us at the minute. Whereas Dykes was probably like on the halfway line, waiting for a cross there. Chris, where are you on this? So You're the, very quiet. The Kelman shout was going to be my well, bold prediction. Not that, but I was trying to work out basically since Saturday how best way to phrase it. I don't think he's going to become our starting striker. I'm not going that far. But it's almost a bold prediction to be like, I think he's going to start way more games than we think. Because I think he's just going to suit the style of play we want to play. Um, and I kind so, of so compare in that it... respect, Chris, there's Lyndon Dykes. Sorry to interrupt, but just the question no, is, we've just given him a new contract, right? Do you think that he's going to suit this style of play? Uh, I think he can. Not perfectly. I think he can have a role in this team as a striker. Um, people people look at Hugel's performance against Rotherham and go, yeah, but he can't suit like a really good passing team. We had him on loan and he got, did he get 12, 12 to 15 he goals for us? 15, yeah. 15 yeah, goals, I wanted yeah. to say 15. And that was when we had... Uh, we still have Eze that season? Yeah, we had Eze last season. Yeah, so I was there at Stoke, first day of the season, that, that season, and he scored in yeah. for, like first like five minutes. So it should be like, yeah, yeah, when he pressured the keeper and then we scored the amazing yeah. goal that gets replayed <laughs> all the time. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's a good day, that. Players, I think he can adapt. Um, and I'd like to feel we will... When we're playing better as a team, we'll create more chances which means he's getting more opportunities. So if his ratio is, okay, he finishes one in four chances, we'll be giving him multiple chances in a game compared to the last year where it's been like, look, you're, you might get one chance in a game and you have to finish it because we're that bad. So give more opportunities. But yeah, I think Kelman's going to get more chances than we think because... I think he can suit, like he can, he can run in behind. Every for years, all we've heard is, "Oh, he's the best finisher at the club." All right, well, do we give him an opportunity then, or is this just we're taking twenty minutes on Saturday where he made great run for the chance that was decent enough save from Johansson? Or are we kind of looking at this like tunnel vision, being like, okay, last week he wasn't good enough and he was on loan in League Two. But now he's good enough to start for us. But I think at this this level, Pete, certain players need opportunities under different managers. They thrive under some, they look awful under others. That's kind of where we are. And ultimately, the job of the manager is to get the best. We said this last week about Ainsworth, get the best out of the players you've got. So can he turn it turn it around and be an option? Because we don't we don't have anybody else, do we? We've got Armstrong, but we're, we're picking between the three that have all got big weaknesses. So maybe you just go look who's going to make the best runs for a chair and a Willock. You go with that. Speaking, speaking of a Willock, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but they really seem to ram home the, the whole Willock-Richards, especially Willock kind of new manager. Lee Hoos, with his interview, he's touched on it as well, that we need to be playing some of these players that we're not playing the more attacking. Both, well, obviously, Willock started. Richards came on. Good 20-minute cameo. I mean, it, 
it, obviously Marty was very much clean slate. Is it a case of him realizing after a few losses that the same as the other two managers that have been and gone, or or will we see a different Willick and Rich Willick and Richards? I mean, uh, Willick. I didn't see much more of him, but he did look like he wanted it a little bit more. But as in relation to, I saw him just maybe just busted a gut a little bit more than I have done. But then normally he's hauled off by sort of 45, 50, 60 minutes anyway. I've got to say, I didn't see as in Richards this kind of like, I've got my opportunity now. I'm really, I don't know. I don't know if that's just him though. This kind of cool figure, just sort of chilled. He looked quite relaxed. Didn't, I don't know. Don't, what, what, did anyone, what does anyone think on that? I think Willock definitely looked like the kind of player who hasn't played many minutes this season. I feel like he's going to need a run of games to get up to a proper match fitness and what Willock can potentially achieve. And I feel Marty's going to give him that. I feel like he's going to let him say, look, I'm going to play you until you start performing. Because we need to. We need to have our best players on the pitch. We need to be winning games. And we're more likely to win a game with Chris Willock on the pitch than we are having five defenders on the pitch. So Yeah, it's a, it's a style of play for me. Simple as that. I think well, it's just um, simple. He didn't suit Ainsworth's style of play. Um, and it, it was clear that Ainsworth just didn't want him in that sort of position where he wanted to play. And he, it, it wasn't this type of player, Ainsworth. And I think now this sort of similar play to... Do you, think there was, do you think it was more than that? Or do you think it just was the style of play? Because but why the reason I say that is because the, the club have very much made a big deal of, of it. And I feel <laughs> like if there was more to it, then they wouldn't. So that makes me think that maybe you're right. But at, at the time, in the when Ainsworth was in charge, I don't know, he kind of alluded to the fact that there was more to it than just... I mean, like bringing him on... Do you know what I mean? When you're 4-0 down, yeah, like, yeah. Bringing him on with four, like bringing him on an injury time with four minutes. I mean, that would suggest yeah. that there was something more going on to me. Yeah, he did the same uh, against Watford as well. They brought in stoppage time, and and uh, you know, if if same example, if Ainsworth was doing well uh, his tenure, and when it wasn't featuring, then he probably would have been gone by January. But now he's got a better chance under Sequences. Um, could he could he be that go-to guy to pick up the ball uh, deep and just drive us forward? Maybe link up again with Chair. We'll see. Um, Sifuentes, I think, you know, I saw the training video, he spoke to Chair and Willick at the end. Is he That's what do I mean, some but they made a point of showing to... it, didn't they? They made like a point of showing it at the end and like yeah. zooming in and stuff like that. Sorry, mate, carry yeah. on. No, no, I'd... we have to wait and see, but Willick has got another chance to prove that. Um, who knows whether he, he down tools against Ainsworth. He just never looked like he was enjoying um, playing under him at all. That's 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 for me. My perspective is body language on the pitch. But I think now, my point being, his style of play is similar to Bills and, and Warburton's. Who knows? He could maybe the hamstring injury could be still the back of his mind. You know, he might not have that extra yard of pace that he, that he used to have. But um, anything close to that, I think, you know, I think we're in good hands. He's got to play, isn't he? Because he he's got. To find a club in the summer and he could very much find them. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Self in the Luke Amos, you know, not being able to find a club. You know, if he doesn't start getting going soon, because, you know, like 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 we hear players, they obviously talk to each other, these managers and agents and clubs. So maybe, yeah, he's going to need to do something, isn't he? If he wants to get a good club, at least. Yeah. Anything else? Also, we need to, like, we, well, don't need to say it. We're in an awful position. How are we going to get out of that? By scoring goals, by creating chances and playing your best players. He is still one of our best players. So, You've got a manager that suits him. He spoke very early about, look, I want to get him going. He's a player I like. Um, yeah, because he'd been linked with our job um, a year ago, he won't just have watched the last six games. He'll have watched other games where we did actually look like we could do something when we were actually decent. If people can remember back to over a year ago. Um, I don't worry, mate. <laughs> so um yeah i mean i guess that the only thing is we just can't get carried away and being like oh he's gonna like saturday he'll suddenly be back to his peak form like that middlesbrough home game last season in the summer where he drove from his own half like held off three players and banged it in top corner like you don't it's not just a flick of a switch and a click of her fingers, he's not going to get back to that instantly. But can we get him on that pathway? That's the ultimate key, right? He was, yeah, but that Borough game, that was his first game back for like months, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah good point. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody was, well, I think when the team came out, we were like, how is he starting the game? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a bit weird. Like, surely you'd like get 30 minutes as a sub, something like that. Um, yeah, good memory. Yeah. yeah, just just quickly, then we haven't, we we the last pod so much happened. We didn't. I they they announced it like the next day around the new chairman, me and Lee Hughes and Amit um, stepping aside. I always think that was just a he was just the face anyway. I I, I get the impression Lee Hughes is running the show anyway. Well, I don't get that impression. He said that pretty much in his interview that nothing changes. Still, you know, he reports into the board and that's it. Um, so I don't. I think that they just took him out of the firing line like they did with Fernandez. Remember, they took him out and Amit's coming by. Yeah. Again, I don't think Amit was actually doing much, if anything, more than what he was doing anyway. Um, it feels like the club have just gone right. They've sat down and gone, what can we do here in every department to try and make this situation better? <laughs> Obviously, get a new manager in, right? Let's you know, let's agree you've you've not been around, right? But you've probably not been around for as much. He's been probably been at the club the same amount of time, right? You know, it's not always there anyway, is he? But um obviously doing golf days and being on holiday, which you're obviously allowed to do, but 
Um, fans were not happy, were they? Um, I mean, Lee Hoos, oh, I'm always a bit... I find him really irritating. Like, I get he's probably really good at what he does, right? He's a good good finance guy. and But, I don't know. He, I don't know, he just well, irritates me a little bit. And I don't really... Like the little one line he making decisions. Big, big... Big footballing decisions don't sit easy with me that if he's making them. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it almost feels like he doesn't understand the fans' perspective. You know, like it's 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 easy to say he's American, he doesn't get the English football way, but I think you gotta understand our side of it, where how it is in London, how the environment is in London, how we want to make QPR a club where okay. The other London clubs that are bigger and better than us financially, but let's try and make QPR a club that must be proud and loud. Where in previous years at Loftus Road, the atmosphere has been flat. Um, I sit in the lower loft, and the atmosphere, you know, this this the singing starts in the R block, and it sort of tries to go around the loft end, but it, it, it dies down. You want the loft end to be the main part, the integral part of the stadium, where you're trying to suck the ball in, and put teams under pressure. I haven't heard that or witnessed that in quite a few years. And we need to do something to bring that back, in my opinion. And Lee Hughes hasn't really tried to do something different to that. That's just my personal opinion. Think back to that. I think it was Holloway's second spell when we had like Matt Smith, we had Freeman. I felt like we scored a late goal, not quite every week, but it kind of felt like that. Like, and that was just, yeah, like, great atmosphere, this kind of almost never-say-die attitude there where we, um, it was a game against Brentford yeah. when we were 2-0 down. We scored two yeah. goals in the last, I don't know, like, from 89 minutes onwards or something. And I, I weren't the fans there, but they were gone by that point, weren't they? Uh... Do you remember watching it on Sky? <laughs> down there. That was the one where Holloway went bad. That was the start of the end for I was still, I was still there. I witnessed oh, he was, it, but yeah, um, he went mad I know what in his you mean, own though. press conference. He, he uh, the, the, the fans went and there was no one there. Yeah, he's yeah, saying you should have stayed. You should have stayed. That was for you. <laughs> it was like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think very good, very good point, well, Matt. I completely but... ruined your point there, and I sorry, mate. <laughs> but um, <laughs> something needs to get going, and I, I do get. I'm not sure there's ever going to be a perfect place for a family stand, is there? I think that's always, it is a difficult element to do, but I know Clive made this point on, from off the, word, off the words, but who's came in and he was like, look, you might not like my decisions, but we'll never be in FFP trouble. But we are. So what you said, the number one thing that you've basically said, I'm the best at this, you've shown that you're not. So there was an interview he did, I think it was at one point last season, it was filmed at the ground in like one of the boxes. We answered a load of fan questions. And he said something like, I, I'm achieving my KPIs. Um, and it's like, all right, well, I want to know exactly what those are because I don't, if you're the chief exec and you're the numbers guy, we're in a bad FFP situation. So how, how are you being judged? And who thinks you're doing a good job? Because if, and I know the fans aren't going to know everything, but we're not all stupid. Like, if everybody's like, mm, not sure about you, then there's kind of got to be something there by this stage. So, 
I wonder whether the um, who met like because obviously we we who at that green who at that button a couple of seasons ago under Warburton when we went right we're going to go for it this 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 summer right we're going to bring in Austin Johansson and you know Andre Gray what I mean is we're going to overspend a little bit right someone has decided that you know and hit the you know, ticked it off I wonder who that was because it wasn't Lee Hughes was it he would have just I don't think he would have just gone here as what you know. Here's the situation financially. What do you want to do? But then it's his job if he's going, we can't do that, to be like, no, my word is final. You can't do that. This is not the the model we've moved to. Our model is buy cheap or get players in on a free, get young players, develop and sell them. Don't. And this is all very hindsight. I get that. But that's the situation we're in. We don't go... Right, we're going to give three-year contracts to 31-year-old midfielders and we're going to sign an old striker because the fans love him. And it was just like every decision that we shouldn't have done, ultimately. Yeah. And we can go, yeah, but we got close to, close to it. But that's a fan's attitude. We're not in charge of the football club. So that hasn't worked for him. So now what he says he hasn't got any more power... I don't know, I kind of almost feel a chairman's role now in football. It's not quite redundant, but it's not as powerful as it used to be. His chief exec role still is very powerful. But again, we need someone to come in now to fill another role in terms of making proper footballing decisions because otherwise things are left to a smaller group that kind of shouldn't shouldn't all be on them. Like... The head of recruitment should be working with a director of football to make a joint decision on something. It shouldn't be, okay, the head of recruitment and it's got all his data analysis to be like, these are the players we could sign. Because then what will happen is if they don't work out, it'll be like, oh, right, this is your fault and it's only one person. It's like, that's not how we should be operating as a football club. What's going on with the old DFO anyway? It feels weird again. It feels odd. Why, why, why aren't we bringing one in? Is it to save cost? I don't know, know, but I'm definitely convinced. Why have we just all of a sudden decided that commercially we're going to sell Loftus Road, we're going to sell a stand, we're going to sell the training ground, we're going to sign a coffee deal all within like a week? Because we needed to pay Ainsworth off and we needed to buy out Martin's Martin's contract. (laughs) that's That's why we've done it. Maybe give him a hundred grand to spend in January. Who knows? Yeah, oh. it's frustrating. It's almost like you know Ainsworth was a backward step for the club. You know, when when he first got appointed, I was I wasn't hundred percent convinced in taking the job. You know, just from the two previous stars that we had for Warburton to Bill, then completely different to Ainsworth, and then gone back to where he was before. For me, that was a backward step, and it's almost like, what was we doing there? We just wasted uh, months and months of planning, months and months of of getting these good investment of young players, trying to sell them off for good money, and then with Ainsworth, a completely different style of not playing these players like Warwick, like Taylor Richards, that did cost us a lot of money. And now we have to see if Sebastian says can use these players and try and put them back on market. It's almost like we just wasted so many months and that really irritated me why did we do that back do you reckon 
what was the thought process behind that? Fad pizza? Um, yeah, yeah. I think that was my main... I think, when I, I think I tweeted out when he first got appointed. I think they wanted a person to try and bring the fans back, maybe the atmosphere. Um, and I think I did hear that Amit was the main sort of... Um, sort of cheerleader to try and get Gareth in. Um, but I think Lee Hughes wasn't the man that sort of drove towards that. Um, and I think that's that was sort of like the beginning of the end for Amit really making that sort of decision. I think he was so desperate for the club to be in a place where I want it to be a happy place. I want it to be a place where fans can be um, happy to go to. And Getting Gareth in is obviously was obviously a great player in the past, but as a manager, you know he he got Wickham into the championship, but you can see he he had a squad that was very low budget, and they're almost like oh they're going to get rid of it straight away, but with a QPR squad that have quite a few talented players and a few others that are quite in and out, it almost like it just didn't suit him at all, and with a style that doesn't suit most of the players that we have right now in the squad. It almost felt like it's just just not going to work out. Simple as that. And the fact that I think this season as well, first couple of games, is he had to change his sort of style as well. So we have to change himself as a manager to try and suit players. So it's almost like he had to put himself in a situation where look, I had got to try and change my style to make this work out. But at the end of the day, it just didn't. And it almost felt like you know what, that's it. It's a decision where it had to be made. And, yeah, simple as that. didn't work out. He got lost, Ainsworth, didn't he? What he wanted to do and what he felt he had to do or what he needed to do, he got lost right in the middle somewhere and he just couldn't get out of it, could he? I don't think he had a clue. He was too far. He Both times he was too far the other way to to, to change. And then I just think, in the end, he just put, like I said, let's just get 15 men behind the ball, try to sneak a couple on. And it just didn't work, did it? Um Done quick then, mate. We've got we've six points adrift now. It's a big drift. I mean, Tiffuentes away from home is a bit of a safe haven, isn't it? We're now back at Loftus Road where he's going to. <laughs> we have to start winning at home, don't we? I mean, we cannot stop. We, we, we've got to stop this rot, otherwise, we will be in a lot of trouble very quickly. Yeah, like he has to get this home form turned around, like literally this weekend. We need a win at home to give us the foundation to carry on getting wins at home, turn Loftus Road back into a fortress, if it's ever been one, to literally try and get as many points on the board, especially when we're at home. Because we know we've all been like there when it's been absolutely rocking. The atmosphere is incredible. You were on top of teams. Like Teams don't like coming to us when we're like that. And that's what we have to get back to. But we can't do that unless the football on the pitch is entertaining us and getting us motivated. Like there's only so much you can cheer the team on for 70 minutes of not having the ball and not seeing any kind of passes. Like We need to be able to go, yeah, chairs taken on two players, had a shot, it's just gone wide, but it's got me off my feet. And I feel like that's what Flentes has to do. He's got to get us going to teams at home, especially. It's mad, that was got, a... what, they've, got, they've got Manning, haven't they? Sorry, Chris, they've got Manning in charge, haven't they? So it's going to be Manning and Sifuentes as opposed to Pearson in it versus Ainsworth. <laughs> I saw that earlier. That's quite funny. Yeah, it's quite a Sorry, change Chris. in quite a change in the style of football we could have had 
lined up two weeks ago. But I think that, yeah, Dunk makes a great point. But against Rotherham, that's what we were in that last 10, yeah, probably 10, maybe even more minutes. We were the ones on top. It felt like we were more likely to score. It was like, that's, I've got no idea what the last game I watched, whether we were doing that in the last 10 minutes. Even, yeah, I can't, I honestly can't think back to a game like that because it has been that long. Um, yeah, we didn't, but we were the ones in the ascendancy. If we can do that at home and we can get something. I mean, we'll take a win from absolutely anywhere. Don't care how it comes, what it looks like. Just anything will do. Um, so, yeah, Saturday presents a, a decent option. We're not playing one of the best teams. I don't really understand why they got rid of Pearson, to be honest. It wasn't doing that badly. Fans seem to be happy enough with him. Um, their whole model works. I mean, they've got much better academy than we have and they seem to bring through these young talents and sell them on for big money. But yeah, but but we see what they've done, right? They've brought Liam Manning in, got Oxford in a great position. We were obviously linked with Manning when we bought Beale in. It seemed to kind of be between the two. So it won't be only us in Bristol City who had him on their list of potential new managers. I'm sure a lot of championship clubs did. Um, and we're seeing a pattern now of more championship clubs doing this, wanting to play, bringing managers who have a, a better style of football and the old guard managers moving out. It's just unfortunate that they've decided to bring him in just before we we play them. Um, but I think for the first time in ages, we'll be going to a game hopeful, or, or sorry, more hopeful of a win and as a and a result, or maybe even just scoring, like creating chances, scoring goals, than we have in a long time, and that's what we want, right? You don't want to be it's going scary to the game. It's scary though, mate. Yeah. Oh, it's it scary. Because, it, what, what I mean by hope. that is, it, yeah, um, that, and also there's a script written in there. There's just a tip, I say it every week, there's a QPR script is in every get home game, especially, where the same thing just happens. We go, we, we, we do all right. We either start all right or really poor, but we'll end up conceding at some point, right? And then we're chasing a game. Someone gets injured. Like, guarantee that happens, Right. Some discipline's poor, someone will do a silly foul somewhere silly or get the yellow card in, red card, penalty, something like that always happens. And then we end up losing like three or four. That, that's I mean, true, yeah. it? Yeah, I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll Chris, be that bad. Be careful. Would you, <laughs> all right, flip it around because we haven't mentioned him yet. Would you start Armstrong against Rob Dickey rather than Dykes? Yes. Because we know what Dickey's weaknesses are. He won't want to play against Sinclair Armstrong. No, I 100% agree. I was going to say that. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you saw the team of the week. It was Laird. The back four was Laird, Dickey, um, and uh, Kenneth Powell. And I'm thinking that was our back four. The last season did nothing. Team of the week, yeah. <laughs> the team yeah. of the week. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. You know Dickey's going to be bad at the back, though. So, yeah. Well, Dickey's either going to score a 40-yard worldie or he's going to score yeah. his own goal. It, like, yeah. it's only, it's, that's the only way it's going to go. Like yeah, Joe Lovely. Do you remember when Joe Lovely now. did that that borough thing when he he just passed it to him? He was willing. What changes what go on, Chris? Sorry, mate. I think I mean, well, we've we've spoken about who comes in for chair, but I don't know. Like I could have a different answer today than I have 
tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, it seems. Um, I think that's just whoever he fancies and whoever kind of does the best in best in training and impressed him this week, really. Um, the Armstrong one, yeah, like I know I've talked a lot about Kelman earlier, but it's kind of a horses for courses element. We're playing against a centre-back that, yeah, is very good on the ball, but we saw he is slow. He is. Very he does slow. not want to be playing against a striker like Sinclair. If roles were reversed and Dickie was playing, if this was last season, Dickie was with us and the opposition had a Dykes or an Armstrong, we'd be begging them to play Dykes. So you do the opposite. like, And you you've go, right. Play, you've got to use him though, mate. You've got to play that way. You can't, like, if we're playing in front of him... It, I always said that Dickie Oh, yeah, but we won't be just hoofing the ball forward this week, will we? Like, well, no, Dunn, no. Dunn and the other, Dunn and Cook at centre back being like, right, just get rid straight away. Um, this will be some level of intelligent playing, playing the ball into um, the kind of between the fullback and centre back that we know Armstrong likes. We saw that in the training video. It's the exact exercise they did, where they had the inverted fullback in that, in that gap in kind of that that passing channel, the run got made and it was into there. That's what we need. Um, so, yeah. Or even if it's 30 minutes from the bench. But like we've said before, you've got to be in a decent position. We can't be losing and bringing an Armstrong because they'll have dropped 10 yards and then he's got no space. Yeah. So, um, but that's one that I would, on paper, to me, makes a lot of sense. Matt, what are you expecting Saturday, mate? Um, I'm expecting quite end-to-end sort of game, to be honest. Uh, I remember when we played Oxford in pre-season. Oh, God. Um, oh God. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, but Oxford, you know, quite the floor of us, but they play some attractive football. Um, so we're sort of seeing two similar styles, um, but I'm expecting the game to be quite end-to-end, quite... We've got a chance of creative for both sides. Um, and yeah, I'm expecting the atmosphere to be really, really positive. Um, just just from how the manager has built his whole winning mentality. I've, I've seen a clip after the Rotherham game. You know, he wasn't happy with the joy. So he, he just wants to win every single game. And that just gathers the belief in the whole... You, you'll see that on Saturday. You'll see the whole belief in the stadium that, okay... This can surely be the day where we can get a home win, and and it's it's got to happen at some point. It can't go on like this, you know. It's it's absolutely shocking. Um, and we've got to try and, as fans, just try and get behind him as much as possible. Try and get behind the team as as much as we can, you know. Um, and we just have to wait and see. But it's got to be a win. Simple as that. Um, you know, it's another reason why it was good timing to get rid of Rainsworth because. You know, there's still a long way to go in the season. Um, we still have more than enough games to get enough points to, to stay up. And, you know, with the chances that we create at Rotherham, keep doing that, then I'm sure we'll score more than one a game. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll try and get enough points to, to stay up. So, but it's got to be a win on Saturday. No excuses, really. I saw, um, I saw Ainsworth was 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 favourite for the Oxford job, <laughs> and I thought they obviously don't remember. They, 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 I speak to an Oxford, I speak to an Oxford fan at work, and it, he was like, "Not after what I saw in pre-season, we want to go anywhere near him." I was like, 
And he's going to be linked to every job in League One now. Yeah, it's the easy one to yeah. make, isn't it? But can you imagine they've gone from Liam Manning playing this great football to, to their names? It won't happen, mate. <laughs> no. But... I, hope, I hope Ainsworth's on a beach somewhere and just not thinking. I see Taylor Richards and Willick's face just around in his, in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, what changes would you make? Saturday quickly, any changes? What you expected? Um, like I've changed, obviously, we've mentioned, obviously, there's no chair. So at home, could we see going back to two up top? I, I don't know how, if that's something that um, Sifuentes does. I've not looked into much detail, like as much detail about how it's, we know his formation is 4 3 3. So I don't know if he's going to play two up top, but I'd like to see us go two up top at home. I feel like we need to be winning games, and to win games, you've got to have people on who can try and score, whether that's Dykes or Armstrong or hitting it off the back of um, Rob Dickey's ass. But <laughs> like, I feel like we need to go. We need to go for it. We we we've like you said, we're six points adrift. We need to start picking up points. We've got to go out and try and just outscore a team. That's the only way I can see us winning games at the minute. Yeah. Fair enough. Quick, yeah. quick score, quick score prediction, then, lads. Before we end, what do you reckon? I'm going two one to us. Blimey. Mr. Positive yes. over here. Yeah, blimey. <laughs> I, I, I sit Marty Ball. Sorry, it's already got me hooked. One game, I'm a bit, I sit hooked. I bet you're singing that song to yourself in the shower, aren't you? What is it? Oh, yeah, Estrella. I'm not going like, to sing now because like, my voice is terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah Chris, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence and go 1 1. I want to see a home win before I can predict us to win. I don't, I've got hurt before, uh, hurt for too long. So, yeah. Another point is where I will what I'll go for. Matt, what about you, mate? Uh, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say two one. Um, I felt yeah last week against Rotherham we we were really really close to getting that win, but I think you know for me I just want to see a home win finally. It's just been so so long, and I think the positivity will I think will drive the crowd forward and the team forward, and uh, yeah I think we'll we'll get that win. Yeah, I'm going to go, I think it'd be a draw. One all tough. I fancy a pen. <laughs> all right, lads. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Well, either way. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, lads. Um, have a great rest of the week. Thanks for everyone listening. Um, keep getting your messages and, and feedback coming. Um, yeah, we get loads, so it's really appreciated. Um, and um, yeah, let's hope we can get the win on Saturday. Yours. 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 The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. 
Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.